Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Good morning. I'm Laurie Cadden. Joining me today in Lynn's absence, she's even sitting in her chair, <laughs> is the lovely, one of our monthly wonderful sponsors, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. She's in because her segment is up next. So she is giving us a little extra time today to chit-chat with me and talk a little bit about what's been going on in good old town of northeastern Pennsylvania and also Rachel Franduti is here she is going to be on our third segment talking a little bit about the Scranton Cultural Center one of its great um, very long-running um, fundraisers will be coming up evening of fine food and wine so they're going to talk about that but we're all sort of here for about an hour to talk mm -hmm. and so thank you Barbara thank you Rachel you're welcome uh, nice to be here. So, Barb, I, I have to give a big shout-out. Uh, Meyer, as you know, everybody here knows Meyer. Um, he, uh, two weeks ago, it'll be, there was a golf, a ball, I keep saying golf, a bowling tournament for Friendship House, which I am a very proud board member, past, immediate past chairman, and um, I just love what they've done and what they do for our children. And, and as I always proudly say, the Friendship House is, a, is, is in existence so long it's older than the county of Lackawanna itself so it's a very wonderful really yeah they were that yeah it's that a, old when yes, were they founded? I can't think of the exact but it was, I because I, I forget when was Lackawanna County founded you know that it trivia used to be part it, of Luzerne I know so. so when was it 18 I don't know the answer to that We'll figure it out. I'll look it up on a break. Wow. Anyway, this was a, a nonprofit prior to that. That's so we are, yeah, so I'm very, very thrilled with to be part of it. Not that I've been around since then, okay, as you and know. And what's the, what's the Meyer connection here? He was well, the, because what's because <laughs> I have to give plugs where I give plugs to get my organizations, but he was, he bowls. He's uh -huh. a bowler for 40 years. Oh, and great. Down at um, uh, Southside. And in at Southside Lane. So how Meyer do? Like a Scranton guy. No, that isn't, it's nothing about about how he did there's uh he he does bring a lot of bowlers to this tournament every oh, year right. and this year and it's run by gino arcuri and he does a wonderful job getting sponsors and, and he guy. great and uh, and the money is is wonderful to third-party fundraisers for them and it's fabulous so it's a wonderful day and um when I so I stopped down this year because I when I was chairman of the board I went every year to stop in there or go up to the um, um, Waldorf because that's where they have their little post luncheon mm -hmm. and um, I, but I stopped in just to see everybody and so I met while I was there I met this wonderful older gent who looks like he's 
I'm not kidding you. He looks like he's about 70 years of age. And I can say his, aim, his, his uh, age on air because he listens and he told me it's okay. And he's actually 91 years old. So he was at the tournament, not not bowling, but they're dressed to the max, all dapped up. And Meyer introduced me to him, and he said, I want to introduce you to my good buddy, v, uh, Vito Trombetta. And I met, he, God love him, stood up because he was seated like a gentleman would, mm-hmm. shook my hand. And I'm telling you, he's like, Meyer's like, how old do you think this guy is? I said, I have no idea. And he said, 91. I said, oh, my God. His eyes were bright. Like, there was nothing older about this dude at all. And I said, oh, my God, Vito, you look like you're 70, like a good 21. He looks, not that I'm, but 21 years young. You could peg the guy at 70. Moves well, looks good, his face, his beautiful skin, Italian, 100% Italian. I said, it's got to be all that olive oil, tomato, all that good stuff that keeps Italians looking so good as they age. And so Meyer said, she's going to give you, so at the next week he's talking, he said, oh, we, I, you know, I'm so happy to met, have, to have met Laurie. And Meyer was telling her about the radio show and he said, I listened to her. Oh my God, I didn't really, you mean L-A-U-R-I-E and not L-O-R-I sort of. And I'm, and cause you know, I make such a stink as I just did before. And um, Meyer said, yeah, and he goes, I listened. So Meyer said, maybe Aww, she'll give you a shout nice? out. So a long story because I got little plugs for lots of people along the way. But Vito Trombetta, we want to say big Isn't hello to nice? you, buddy. And keep going and supporting. Um, he goes down there on Monday nights. He roams. He's just, he goes all the time. Isn't and he's great? everybody loves him. That's wonderful. So think about that because that kind of youth and enthusiasm, or excuse me, youth enthusiasm to keep you young, it is about socialization and being part of things, I think. And Lynn and I talk about this all the time, Barbara, how important it is to feel like you're part of something as you oh, age. True. True. Right? Absolutely. So, because your mom, how old My is she? My mom is 95. <gasps> she, we just did her 95th birthday party. And we had 52 people at a restaurant. We had a great time. It was really, really nice. And my dad was one of seven, so I have a whole lot of cousins. And the family's gotten so big that you really don't get together unless it's a wake or a wedding. And actually now the weddings are getting to the point where you can't invite all the cousins. No, because because there's too many. It's just too many. So your Um, mom, what what nationality is she? uh, Irish Irish. too, so you're 100%? Okay. And so she has, does she live, does she live alone, a sister living? She lives with my sister and um, she has an aide that comes in during the daytime to help her with bathing and stuff. But she goes and... Yeah, she goes, she goes out to dinner, she's... When the wheels are rolling, she's there, right? Yes. Good weather, she's out of church, otherwise she (sighs) watches on, on TV and she, she used to you know, be a Eucharistic minister and bring it out to other people, and now they're doing that for her Aww. because uh, her legs aren't as good. But her mind's real sharp, and she'll tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> of course, she's Irish. She's, she's, she'll she's tell you more strongly than wrong with you, Barb. I, well, well, I like to say and this. Sassy. Well, I like to say instead of strongly opinion a friend of mine uh from um philadelphia she one day i said something i said well, you're very opinionated rosie she said i'm not opinionated i consider myself to be full of opinions i oh. said there you go she said it sounds yes. better than yes, being opinionated. She, she is full of opinions <laughs> I, but don't you think that's such an oh. irish thing like oh. like my mother was the same way my grandmother i i guess you could tell by this show i have a strong opinions <laughs> but i i i think it's just, we, you grow Maybe up that you end up like it, but I do where, think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they'll tell you what they're, what they're thinking and what they think uh, of you. 
I feel like once you hit a certain age, too, like you've oh, done you your due diligence. You, you know what I mean? And you just, you're sure allowed she to lost her filter many, oh, many, many years, years ago uh-huh. because my mom's been like that for a long time. Uh-huh. But, you know, and I asked her, I said, what, what years go, go the fastest? And she said, anything over 40. And the, it, it's all a blur now. But um, the, the, the years go, go by real fast. They do go by quickly. Yeah. How, know, how long does a year feel to you now? Um, I don't know if I can put it in those terms, but I can tell you that when I think, when, I, when I'm, like, for instance, this show is in its 10th year. Yeah. And I remember my business, I started my my business the same year that I started this this radio show with Lynn. Now, I had done radio a little bit before, but to do this weekly show that we committed to, and I left the Cultural Center on, on not that I'm looking, not that I'm, you know, we can remember dates, but it was January 6th of 2010, and I think of, like, I was so afraid of all those things and to jump into it. So when I look back at just as we were talking, this is the 10th year we're doing this. Isn't that amazing? Does it feel like 10? No. So I I feel like I just, we just pulled up here yesterday. So 10 years feels like I could, it just happened yesterday. When I meet, when or when I talk to old friends or people I haven't seen, it feels like we were just doing some of these things yesterday. Mm -hmm. So it's, it all gets. Or you make a plan for three months from now and you think oh that's so plenty far of time in the, in the future exactly and then all of a sudden it's there i know i don't know this do you think it's quick or it's absolutely and what about from a millennial standpoint what do you think where are you in this journey um i feel like usually as it's happening it feels slow like if i sit and think about what has actually happened but then when i think back mm-hmm. of like the course of a year it feels like it went very quickly mm-hmm. or and I think the other thing is, for me personally, that's how it is. But, like, when I look at my nieces and nephews, I feel like they were just babies. And now, like, I have three of them in double digits. Well, yeah. the other thing, Rachel, I think in you in what you do as the um, marketing, what's your exact title? Marketing I, manager. Manager at the Scranton Cultural Center. You, you because you have to plan so many months ahead. And I always think about that with fashion, people in fashion. Like, we're just going, like, we're still, are we still in winter? We are, technically. So, we're going then into spring. And they're looking at like next year for mm-hmm. fashion and colors and 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 so you're always thinking so far ahead and in what you mm-hmm. do you have to because you have to plan out your year for media um, partners and all the mm-hmm. events that go on there and make sure you have everything uh, time allotted for each that and that that's what I do too so that you th- automatically think long term and it seems to I mean, like. But- Quite honestly, there were years where time didn't move quickly. I guess. I, I think I, when you're when you're younger, I just felt you like... You don't... You think you, you know, have the, the whole... I think it's... Uh, do you think it's because you think you have all this time ahead of you as you get yes. older, you start looking at what yes, time you don't? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and quite honestly, we, yeah, uh, I mean, we've lived longer than we're going to live. Yeah, ahead um, of us, yes. Ahead of us. So you look at this from, from the perspective of what years went slower, and in my life... Yeah, the, the years when I was working full time and having three kids, and did you well, always work, Barbara? Yes, yes. I Outside of the home, I should yeah, preface yeah, that because yeah. believe yes. staying home. Is well, the- you know what? Uh, I, I feel committed to my career, and I found myself even when I was on maternity leave, 
explaining to people I didn't need to tell that I was just on maternity leave and that I was going to go back to work. And people in a, in a retail store do not need to know that. Mm-hmm. But I, I found yeah. that that's what I was doing. <laughs> and I, I realized that a decent amount of my identity is, is tied up in what I do. And so... Uh, yes, the retail sales clerk did not need to know oh. <laughs> that I'm out on maternity leave. Not their business, but I was because you felt that. like uh, th- um, you did. You feel like you weren't being productive yes. in a way. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. When in fact, <laughs> you hello. I mean, you're taking care of children, but you're doing very repetitive stuff all yes. the time. Yes. There's not that sense of accomplishment of. I made breakfast, I cleaned up for mm-hmm. breakfast. I made lunch, I cleaned up from lunch. You know, the, those kind of things where, yeah, you're, you're, you're teaching your kids things and entertaining and things like that, but there wasn't that sense of, and I got this accomplished mm-hmm. because it was very... Because it, stuff. and and it's it's almost expected and it's what you have to do every day. Yes. You don't have to be yes. in court every day if you weren't an attorney. Right. These are the things, and I think that's sort of what people think about. Yeah. But it is the hardest because I've said this a million times. I stayed home for about two and a half years with both after both of my children were born, and I'm not. It was it was the hardest thing I ever did because it was it wasn't. It what was is, because it, there was so much just make just to be there all the time, 24 seven and have the focus of them and running the house and doing what you had to do. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, hard for me because like you, I wanted to be doing something else. And with my older son, I was uh, when I was selling real estate in downtown Philadelphia and I he was two weeks old after a c-section that i had mm-hmm. and i had him in one of those little what do you call those things that you wear in the front of you like like so yeah. what is it like a baby bjorn, bjorn? Yeah, like right yeah. in front of and i'm showing um condos and townhouses in <laughs> center city philadelphia with this two-week-old ba- baby running around in my car do i mean it's so it, it to not do something right after a baby was weird for me so mm-hmm. um i think i just felt like you could go all over I and do then, it all yeah, yeah. and you i thought i was doing it and i think i did okay but you know you just it's all what i think it all of this boils down to because then we leap we're so into some other realm here but it all boils down i think to what you really what you feel you need to do mm-hmm. right to yeah. that to stay happy i i just had that experience with my daughter who had a baby and said to me oh mom i don't feel like going back to work full time and you're going to be disappointed in me and i said absolutely no not. you do yeah. what's right for you yeah, there you and go. And she started. Well, she sobbing. saw you. See, she yes. saw you. And and she thought that I would be disappointed uh. that she wasn't going back full time. I said, whatever works for you is what you should do. Right, right. And uh-huh. it, you know, she. God love we her. We both cried. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, but that's so nice. I yeah. love it. Yes, All right. Well, we're is. going to have another conversation this time more about the legal, the le- the law and family law, which uh, Attorney O'Hara has been practicing for thirty eight years. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Um, I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Miss Lynn Evans is away for a few days on business. And even though I should have said to her, hey, I call in when I'm away. 
you call him out. I'm only kidding. My, but Maya she's said having fun somewhere. Oh, she's, she, she's in Florida. Oh. So that's a good thing. Oh, wait a minute. Business in Florida. Yes. Why aren't we in uh, that yeah, business? I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we have to give a big shout out to Lynn. And Lynn, I told you, said this before, but Barb's in your chair. She looks good there, too. <laughs> so anyway, our f- first expert today will be uh, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. Barbara is a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore. Barbara, as I said earlier, has been practicing family law for the past 38 years. And we like to say she knows everything you need to know oh. about family law. Now she's going, oh, no, don't no, say no, but she's, that. She's still, she's the best. We love her. We love her. <laughs> Pray, exactly. But anyway, Barb, what are we talking about what today? What we're talking about, uh, a client of mine gave me this idea, and, and I was doing his second divorce, and he said, you really should talk to people about how to, how to avoid divorce. And I thought, okay, fine, I'll do that. And I started look, researching some, some topics, and I know it, this is something that, uh, perhaps leads to a good conversation, Lori. But um, so some of these things, and what I find a lot of times is mostly men will say to me, I was completely blindsided. I didn't see this coming. Then all of a sudden my wife wants a divorce. And I'm thinking, how do you not see any signs of that? And, uh, but, uh, and I think it's perhaps a gender difference yep. that as long as life goes on, and there's dinner on the table, and your laundry's done, and you're, you know, you have time you're to sit down your, and watch the game, whatever, uh, and you're living your best life, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And you're not looking and saying, boy, how strong is our relationship? What are we doing lately to, to work on our relationship? And quite honestly, I don't think people do that enough. And, and also, I know from experience, you look at once life gets very busy with children, it's it, it's so easy not not to remember that you need to nurture the couple be each in other, you yeah, and not just be parents. And I'll see a lot of people that they've gone for many years without really nurturing their relationship, and now it, the kids are gone, and now they look at each other as strangers and say, "Oh my gosh, like who are you?" And I don't know if I want to spend the rest of time with you. Mm-hmm. So. I started researching this, you know, and a lot of these things I find born out in my practice where they're, they're saying, hey, how do you avoid the surprise and how do you avoid the, uh, the inevitable, di- the, the divorce that in some relationships, um, I should not have said inevitable because lots of people don't divorce, but a lot of times that, that if you ignore certain, uh, certain signs, that you should not ignore. Number one, um, you know, not look, listening to your spouse's concerns. So <laughs> this all goes back to communication and how how, how well do you communicate? Could I, mean, I do you do you really listen to your to your partner or is it just oh blah 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 and they tone out either gender that they tone out and and not listen. Yes, I'm listening to you. (laughs) Yeah, do you find, Barbara, when you said that earlier, you said it's a gender thing, like you say you're surprised at how many men say, I didn't, and obviously you see that. Do you find more men say that than you hear women say that? Yes, yes. So that's where where the gender difference is. And what I hear a lot of men say is, boy, didn't know she was unhappy. Then all of a sudden she comes to me and says, hey, uh, I'm done, and um, I want a divorce. And they look at you like, and 
many times they'll ask me, can you get her psychologically evaluated because I want to know what's wrong with her. And I said, no, the courts don't look at that, nor will they mandate an evaluation to say, why is it you wanted to give up on your five-year, 10-year, 15-year marriage? And, and they'll say, no, 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 you need to compel a psychological evaluation because something's wrong with her. And I'm thinking, no, it probably isn't that something's wrong instead of, yeah, there's something wrong with, with the relationship and that person, for whatever reason, feels unfulfilled or um, unhappy and you've ignored all these signs all along and all of a sudden you are surprised by this person saying, I don't want to stay here. I mean, I've had, I've had people say to me, not only do I not want to stay in this relationship, I don't want to be taking care of him as an old man. And I can see where this is going. Mm -hmm. And, hey, that, that's, that's all reality of life. There, there's a woman I know, I won't mention her name, she said she's, her husband passed away and people spoke, you know, about anyone else. And she said, no, I don't want to be a nurse or a purse to any man. That's an interesting, that's, that's, I've never heard her refer to that. How about that? Yes, that's, that's true. But, I mean, there's, there's the other flip side of that where some people say, well, I'll stay with them because who else is going to take care of me? I know, I know. And I mean, you know, these are not pretty, but the, the, the realities of life that some people look at this and say, okay, fine, you know, what's going to happen next? Well, I say this about people and, I, and about men. I think that most men don't want to be alone. So most men will remarry most, I think, more than a woman may. Okay. I don't know the statistics. I don't but know I've either. That's that. just my opinion. Anecdotally, okay? I I'm, ju I'm just yes. saying that. Don't hold me to this. Yes. It's just my opinion. And I think a lot has to do with I think men do worry more than women about who will help them or take care of them mm -hmm. later in life. I, I don't oh, think I've they're had consciously, men say oh, to I'm me, always thinking of Who's going to do my laundry? Who's, who's going to do whatever? Me? Who's going to yeah, do that? Right. And I'm because women traditionally have that role. But they weren't, the, the questions weren't, hey, you know, who's going to be my partner? Who do I share no, my who's innermost take thoughts? Care of me? It was, <laughs> no, no. who's going to do my cooking and cleaning yeah. and, uh -huh. and laundry? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it was, okay, fine. You, you can buy ready-made food. All right, fine. You can, go, you can take your, your clothes to a laundry. Okay, fine. And then, you know, you, you, you kind of talk them through that, that, that um, okay, we can replace those functions. But the sad reality is they're not saying, boy, we'll miss that, that intimacy that we had as a couple. I never get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was kind of neat, though, I, I, and I looked, and it's all out there now because of Alex Trebek and his announcing that he has stage mm -hmm. 4 pancreatic cancer. And there was something, and when I Googled him, because I didn't hear, see him do it, so I went in, uh, this morning, and I, and there was also another part of him in an interview that he had that he said, because his wife is 50-some years old, that. and yes. he's 78, yeah. and he said he wished he had met her earlier because he it would be so good to have spent more time with her, which is kind Isn't of that a wonderful that, thing. That was I, I love that. I thought, oh my god, yeah, how wonderful. But you to look say. at your mortality and say, if only I had more time with my wife. Yeah, isn't yeah. that neat? That's very nice. Yeah, and they have two children. I don't know how long they're married, but still, that's a pretty cool thing to say to somebody. Yes, it is. I mean, we may think it, but do we ever really say it? You know, you say things like, well, who's going to do this? Who's going? You know, that that's the thing. It's it's, I don't know. 
I think it's um, it's all about. But anyway, keep okay. going because we could all go right. on about so, that. Yes, we could. Okay, so the, the next it, uh, in this article, they also raised um, that you're trying to change your spouse. Well, oh. I see this both genders of you know. Hey, Don't you think women more than men do that? I see women more than men, uh-huh. and you know if. If you met him in the bar and you, and you I were know. both drinking, I know it. and he's, you stopped drinking when you had kids and he kept drinking, uh, yeah, you're married to an alcoholic and that's no real surprise. However, there's some people that are not going to change that kind of a habit and, and may actually have a real serious addiction problem that they're not going to change. But also, you know, there's some things that are inherently... Um, fixed that you're not going to change and I mean if if you're married to a person that doesn't open up to expect them to be you know the type that is going to converse about all this is probably an unrealistic expectation but you know I I find it's more more women than men that expect oh I thought he would change when I got married and people will tell me that of you know what their expectations were but I I could admit that I I thought, and not for any for my own reasons, which I won't say, but I I really believed I could do that when I first got married. That I yeah. could change someone. I, I could do whatever, and they could change. Mm-hmm. I just believed. And that. I think that's that's part so of that's the optimism women, of youth. Yeah. Of you know, hey, this is all going to work out, and I'll, you know, he'll change or I'll change. It, you know, we'll change together, and that things will get better. Um, Next is not giving enough space, which see that as a well that um, that's for sure. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about yes. that. Yes. Okay. The next is nitpicking, oh. and you know what? You see that on on both sides. Um, <laughs> my brother's in laws were in their nineties, and the wife used to complain about the, her husband of 50 some years and it was like George didn't do this and George didn't do that and George was a walking saint he was a wonderful guy and whatever she wanted he would do it eventually or whatever and she'd be like oh why didn't he do this and I I looked at her one day and I said why are you always complaining about George and she said well I can't let him get away with anything and I thought this man died at 96. Yo. He didn't get away with anything. Yeah. But she felt a need to keep telling him all of her complaints all the time. Uh. And I thought, oh, my gosh, God bless him. <laughs> See? <laughs> but it is true. That, that is. But I, I, it's, it's normal. I know it, it's normal. But Everybody maybe picks at everybody. To pick no, maybe so not. But we do. Okay. And yeah. you know what? Is picking going to get you, you were, a different no. result? No, it isn't. No. Gonna You're going to make worse. yourself miserable. You're going to make the other person uh-huh. miserable. And, you know, where does it really get you? Does it improve your relationship? And I don't think people really have that insight instead of stopping and saying, oh, wow, is this really working for me? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not really working. And, and either you need to change what you're doing or you stop doing it uh-huh. because you're making everybody miserable. Uh-huh. And, you know, people are as happy as they make the, up their mind to be. True. So you see happy people in miserable situations and people that are miserable in a pretty decent situation. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. 
Yes. What's the matter? You're not saying anything. This not is about that. Uncharacteristic. Well, only freedom. because that one is, I, I, I think is it, it, it makes you, it makes me realize. But yet, I think it's a, it's a common. Everybody picks at everything and on well, everyone. Quite honestly, you see a lot of people that that are very negative about marriage. And I think that that's, well, that's true. That's, that's not a good thing. You mean while they're in it or while when they're, they're out of it? it. And while they're, <laughs> no, no, no. But negative while they're in it. Mm -hmm. And like referring to their spouse in a derogatory yeah, way. Yeah, that's not, yeah, and that's wrong. You see an awful lot of mm -hmm. that. And really, why in the world would somebody want to stay in that kind of yeah, relationship? Yeah, I know. I know. And I don't think people hear themselves. And I wonder if they say it to someone else, do they say it to them? I think so. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And really, you know, people are only going to stay miserable for so long. Uh -huh. I and know. then you say, okay, fine. And now I'm going to stop banging my head against the wall because it's not so pleasant. Right. And then they come and say, Attorney Barbara O'Hara, could you help me? So if they do, how can <laughs> they, they get do, in touch with you? I am at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore. Uh, my phone number is 570-344-7171, and I practice in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Wayne, Wyoming, and Susquehanna. There you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, we, and be safe ahead. on parade day. Oh, yeah. Don't... You, you got to watch that open container law. Mm -hmm. Don't don't be walking around with a beer. The cops will get you. Don't do the public urination. They'll, they'll get you for that too. And, and whatever like you do, don't drive. Yeah. don't drive. Please, you know, if you've had anything to drink, don't drive. Uber, Lyft, a D yes. D D, whatever. Yes. And they're a lot cheaper than a DUI. Absolutely. Okay, right. well, thank you, Barbara. Thank you. We will see you um, okay. next month. Yes. And uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our dear Miss Lynn Evans is on a beautiful trip to Florida, as we said earlier, uh, vaca on, not vacationing, on but a um, yeah, on a business trip to trip. Florida. <laughs> Laurie so, and I want to get into that here business. We go. <laughs> so, Miss O'Hara is going to be exiting stage left in a minute, but I wanted to say that um, while we were talking, I did some quick Googling. Of course, this, the county of Lackawanna was incorporated in aug on August 13th, 1878. And how old is Friendship House? Friendship House was started by a few women sat down and started to discuss things about the um, homeless, which was called Friends, uh, Friends of the Homeless years before it was Friendship House. And that was in 1871. Oh, my goodness. Which does I didn't not mean the long, it's that's the long not that they weren't incorporated, but that's how long. So eight years before the county was incorporated, when it was they started Luzerne. and they started to do. And then I'm going to get the exact date on that because Isn't I didn't want to keep looking. But just so that's wonderful. I have my facts straight on that. How about that? In existence for yeah. that long. Yeah. It's Some form of it. Exactly. It's very, amazing. Very so cool. keep it up. So anyway, yes. All right. thank you, Happy Barbara. Happy parade day. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> See you soon. So, Rach. 
We said before, the Scranton Cultural Center, Rachel, first of all, this is, again, we improperly introduced Rachel Franduti, who is the marketing manager for the Scranton Cultural Center. Rachel and I worked together for lots of years, mm -hmm. and I know that the invitations are going out soon. Yes. So you will be getting them. You'll see them. And um, we thought we could talk a little bit about what actually goes on. The invitations are out, How what's listed on the invitation, because that's important for people to know. Mm -hmm. what goes on at this event and maybe we could talk a little bit about if you want to buy a ticket what you can do how much they are when it is and what to expect so let's start with the invitation itself I know that has to go out long in advance and lots of information is on there from all of the restaurants Rach that you get to the media hosts and sponsors yes okay so talk about that so we are actually in the process of finalizing all of that right now um, and we're gonna be doing our invitation writing um, within the next week so that'll uh, that's always a fun time for the committee to kind of get together but in our um, invitation it includes the information about our honorary chairpersons which are very important to the success yes. of the event um, we involve honorary chairpersons to kind of engage their circle of friends so that we can hopefully get the long-standing supporters of the cultural center and events like evening of fine food and wine but also bring in new people that can hopefully become new supporters of what we do so this year's honorary chairpersons are deborah and michael kolsovsky and tom and marge tulaney um deb is affiliated with pnc and they've been a, a long-standing uh, sponsor. sponsor of Evening of Fine Food and Wine. So we're very excited to have Deb and her husband on board and Tom Tulaney and his wife Marge. Tom is on our board. Um, so I think they're great representatives from the community and great affiliations with the Cultural Center. And also Deb's the past president yes. of the uh, Scranton Cultural Center board, yes. which is always good. And she's, mm -hmm. it's, I'm so happy that that's a good mix. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So what are the restaurants, Rach? Well, our entree restaurants, we have Carmen's at the Radisson, the the Colonnade and Pasha, the Scranton Club, Fire and Ice on Toby Creek, the French Manor, and the Hilton Scranton and Conference Center. Great. Um, and so those restaurants, if you're not familiar, they'll be stationed in different rooms throughout the Cultural Center. So the night kind of takes place as a tour of our facility as well as, you know, a, a time to taste different dishes from restaurants and sample wine pairings. Goes so, right through, and yeah. those, and I say, oh, I can't. You have to say the amount of money, time, and talent that these restaurants, all of them, but most importantly, the the uh, entree, the five entrees, is tremendous. And oh, it, absolutely! Because it's important to say that this fundraiser is so important to you guys because it's a major one, but also the overhead and the expense on your side is next to nothing because mm -hmm. of the restaurant's contribution to this event which mm -hmm. is huge yeah right. and i mean the great thing too is they pull out all the stops mm -hmm. it's not like okay we're going to do a donation and we're just going to do the bare no, minimum it's never like that it's yeah. always over the top it's always unexpected and it's certainly always delicious right so go ahead i'm yeah. interrupting you i'm sorry um we start out the night in the ballroom and we will have appetizers with uh, Constantino's Catering, Cooper's Seafood House, Henry's on Clay, which is a new oh, addition great. this year. We're very excited to great. add them in. Uh, Peculiar Culinary Company, Slocum Hollum at Montage Mountain and Vine Cafe. And then we'll end the evening with desserts where we'll have coffee by Electric City Roasting Company, which I always tell everyone it's my favorite cup of coffee of the year because <laughs> it's just so delicious after all the delicious 
food. Um, and we'll have desserts by Epicurean Delight, uh, Harvest Seasonal Grill and Wine Bar, and Zumo's. And I think we'll have a couple more. We're kind of finalizing mm-hmm. the desserts right now. Yeah. So, but definitely a wide variety of places from a lot of different areas throughout our area. And I think the other thing that's great is it's an opportunity to try food from places that maybe you've heard of, you've thought, oh, I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. make the drive there. Right. And you kind of get a feel for what they what they offer and what they're about. So it's a nice opportunity in that regard as well. Great. Um, then, so the, the other important aspect we can say, because we're on a radio show talking about it, is your media partnerships and the, the media hosts that help mm-hmm. in the rooms from announcing some of the um, auction items to the actual room they're in and giving some history. And, and I always, regardless of how many times you go to find food and wine you hear something that you may not have heard before mm-hmm. depending on wh- wh- how much wine or anything else or if you're paying attention <laughs> really you learn something new yeah so who's helping you this year and as far as that the media host well from intercom we have nancy Kamen and uh freddie fabry mm-hmm. are going to be with us again and they both have been with us for many years time. and we yeah. love having them back um from the scranton times we're going to have patrice wilding brian fulton and gia Mazer. And then from WBRE, we're going to have the whole morning team. So okay. we will have Kelly Byrne, Stefano DiPietro, Josh Hodel, and Chris Langlois. Great. Yeah. That's great. So, and I think it's also a fun time for the public too because they see some of these names in print they hear people on the radio they see people on tv and it's it's nice to have that in-person kind of interaction and i think that's the uh, interesting thing too about today is that i don't feel like there's that same wall that there was between like local news talent or local personalities because they are all out in the community so much and and being engaged in all sorts of different events and this one especially because these people come back year after year Mm-hmm. because it, they really like what they do because mm-hmm. it really is a great night. If you guys listening have never been, it's it really is, um, it, it's the, the spring, so you're kind of geared up. It's always at the end of April. You want to have, you want to get out there. You're kind of like, okay, cabin fever. I mm-hmm. want to do something. It's a little usually warmer. Um, and it's a great way, like you said, to see different uh, restaurants. And even if, because thankfully the five, have been with us now for a long time, Rach, mm-hmm. and that's the most important part of not of the event. But getting those five people locked in mm-hmm. because of the expense, and it's and they've been so committed to the cultural center, is that get going there and being able to. Even if it's you've been there at your favorite restaurant, you're not going to get the same meal that you had the year exactly. before. So you're going to be able to get a different sampling of what it is, get a nice pour of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it always complements the food because they bring it. And, and, and then you hear the chefs or the owners of these restaurants tell you how they're doing it, why they did. And most importantly to the cultural centers, why they believe they should keep coming back year after year to help this place out. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it is, it's probably, what, your second highest fundraiser now after the 100 for 100? or is it comparable? Um, yeah, second highest. Yeah, because I think hundred for hundred's mm-hmm. a little, it's a little bit different, and and it works, and that'll be in October, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which date? Do you know the date on that? October. Um, the Oktoberfest is going to be, I believe, October eleventh. Okay. It's the second Friday in okay. October. But this this has always. It, it, which year are we in now? The nineteenth. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're coming up on a on a big milestone next year. Whoa. And I know it was started many many years ago when Regina Peters was the mm-hmm. ex, uh, the. Uh, 
development director and came up with the idea. And as a matter of fact, she was one of the chair people a few years back. Um, and she, this think when you start something like that and it's still going on, it's amazing. Oh, I can imagine. And just to be, but from your standpoint, to keep reaching out to these people for mm -hmm. their assistance and what they do. it's um, And it takes a lot of work, as we were talking about earlier with Barb. You are always thinking so far out because you know the invitations and what you mentioned before, the writing of the invitations. Mm -hmm. There's no stamped, you know, stuck on label for this. It's a group of people in the committee sit and actually write out these invitations. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a nice little night out. Everybody gets together, talks and has this and does it as a labor of love so that they look pretty when they present it in the it's always you can tell what's coming because the wine mm -hmm. bottle is right out yeah. on the return envelope yeah which is really cool so what else is happening with that any other news any new things how many how did you work do you, i'm sure you don't have all your auction items lined up yet do you we don't yet um we're working on that we do have a few things um and i know there's some other irons in the fire but that's always um a fun part of the evening and it's always fun to see what we end up with for our silent auction and the great part about our silent auction is it actually um, helps with another area of fundraising that we're involved in which is nepa match day through the scranton area foundation mm -hmm. Um, so you've been participating in that for a while, right? We've participated in it every year that it's been okay. in existence. This is its fifth year, and I believe. Just tell everybody how that works. Um, well, this year it's a little different. It used to be 25 nonprofits. This year, because it's the Scranton Area Foundation 65th yeah. anniversary, they expanded it to 30 nonprofits. So it's an application process. And the goal is for, I mean, the goal is to raise as much money as you can. But the um, Scranton Area Foundation will match donations for match day dollar for dollar up to a thousand dollars so the minimum you would hope to raise is uh, is a thousand I yeah. think last year um, I want to say we raised between 13 and 14 um, with evening of fine food and wine donations that came through match day events that we participated in um, so it was really a great success for us last year and I think I think the total number last year was something like a hundred and twenty thousand or something that all of the organizations raised yes, so it was like it it's it's a really cool thing to be a part of mm -hmm. and it's humbling to be a part of an event full with so many deserving organizations and a reminder that there are even more that aren't able to participate right so it's it's really a great reminder of all the great things in our community for sure let's talk about too for the evening of fine food and wine the date and how much and how you can get your tickets it is Sunday, April 28th. It kicks off at 5.30 with cocktail hour in the ballroom. Tickets are $100 per person. And this year we're at, we're kind of bringing back, we had this a while ago, um, we're bringing back the patron level, which is 125 And that extra donation entitles you to some extra recognition on the night of the event. And we'll be including that information also on our website and social media. So, you know, we'll be able to, to give you a special thank you for considering an extra donation and you can get tickets online at our website sccmt.org or through our box office the number for our box office is 570-344-1111 um, and that, that you can call on a call or you can visit them in person monday through friday 10 a.m to 5 p.m or saturdays from 10 a.m to 2 p.m
and tell everybody quickly because we have two more minutes what's coming up after that how's your summer going with the children's theater and all that stuff well we're super excited our kiddos right now just started working on the music man Mm -hmm. and they're very excited about that and we're excited to kind of bring a more classic theater uh, piece to our stage and that's going to be on our main stage in May I believe it's May 10th 11th and 12th and we're looking forward to summer camp where we'll be doing full scale productions of Mary Poppins Jr. and Bye Bye Birdie for young uh for young audiences i think Great. it is I young love performers it. there we go yeah okay rage thank you for joining thank us you. today and thank you for listening everybody out there lynn we hope you have a safe journey back and uh, happy st patrick's day parade to everybody enjoy and be safe mm-hmm. so please again as i always close be safe and please be nice bye-bye this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.